Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good people. Ah, yeah, you know what it is. Hard worker, scrappy, unfiltered, and sometimes unhinged football content. Hard to explain, but you know it when you see it. Doing it daily, our way. I don't know what you're talking about right now. Redraft and Dynasty Fantasy Football, we got you covered. You know their defense is ranked like 31st in the NFL? NFL draft prospects and rookies? Now you know you in the right place for that. Absolutely. All right, then stop saying it. Then we're done. And prop bets with my man Jay Rich. Count that money, man. Now wipe the crust out of your eyes. Get you a cup of coffee. It's time to wake your ass up with Ray G. You honestly are making absolutely no sense and you sound silly as hell. Let's get it. Good evening, good evening, good evening, good evening, good evening, good people. Y'all in the goddamn building, man. Monday, September 5th. Y'all decided to wake or tuck y'all asses in with Ray G and we appreciate you being here, baby. A little different, you know, content schedule, you know what I'm saying? Just got back from Mexico, so I could not leave y'all without a show tonight. So I'm glad y'all are tapped in. I got to be like a little bit quiet, just like I can't be too loud because the kids are trying to sleep right next door. So I got to kind of chill out just a little bit, but we still going to have that same gas in the show, baby. I'm good to see y'all here. My girl, Jasmine. Jazz is in the building. I have not seen Jazz in a long time, but she was the first person that popped up on the screen. Shout out to Jazz. I see Austin in the building. Five Star Pete. We got a lot of people tapping in for the first time. Matt Bruning's in the building. Uh, look at this. Long time viewer, first time live. AC, what's going down, baby? AC in the building. Who we got? Where the regular wake up crew at, man? There's Fizzle Dollars in the building. There's Fizzle DD Dolly in the building. Ty. My man Troy King, Cody Carpentier, good night. What's going down? And yes, I am repping the LSU jersey because Kayshawn Boutte is still wide receiver one. I'm not tripping, baby. I'm not tripping. But uh, Jay Rich, how you doing this evening, baby? Get in here. I'm good, man. I'm good. You know, it's uh, it's funny. You know, you got the kids. I can be as loud as I want. Family's still awake. They'll be up till midnight. They're prepping for their vacation. But yeah, you know, people in the chat giving you some flack for that LSU jersey. I know you're still repping Odell. Still. Still, still repping Kayshawn Boutte. It's not an LSU rep, but we're still repping the squad, still repping Boutte. But happy to see everybody here, obviously, you know. Evening show, a lot of people saying first time live. Yeah. You can change that. Just become a morning person, and then you yeah, can hang out with up. us in the morning, talk some football. But, Ray, happy oh, you made Lord. it safe back from Mexico, and nothing happened while you're on vacation this time because last time we know what did. So I'm happy to have you back, yeah, happy man. to be on the show, and I'm excited for football, man. It's almost here. Yeah, man, it was a nice little vacation, quick little getaway. We were supposed to go to Costa Rica. All that shit fell through, but we got to go to Mexico for a couple of days. Now we back to the grind. Got the Clemson game pulled up. DJU taking sacks still. Uh, oh, no. we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that, though. But, Jay, I don't even want to belabor the point, man. Like, week one college football is about to technically be in the books. And I want to talk about risers and fallers, man. Players that came out did what they were supposed to do, put on a goddamn show, came out of nowhere, put their name on the map, and some players that we thought were going to ball out that just kind of shit the bed, right? And we're, all, we're looking at this from not a C2C lens, not an NFL team fit skate, uh, you know, lens, but fantasy football. Like, which one of these guys actually ste st stepped up and delivered from a fantasy perspective, man? And on what was it when was the last day on wednesday wednesday and good good job with the show by you man i know you Thank you. Yeah. you you did the show with elliot on friday you did good yeah. it, the stream messed up it's that canadian internet i continue to tell you i don't know what you got to do but you got to upgrade that at some point but you did a really good job man elliot was dope 
We'll get more people on on Fridays with you. You did a really good job. Uh, but on Wednesday, I kind of gave the people eight players to watch out for. Uh, Sean Tucker, Anthony Richardson, Jaden Reed, Malik Neighbors, KJ Jefferson, Cam Rising, Jaron Hall, and Kanata Mumfield. And for the most part, uh, we'll talk about Tucker and Richardson in a minute because they were the two highest rated players in my um, in my database. Jaden Reed looked good, didn't get the ball thrown to him. I think he had two for 31. I'm not going to yeah. call him a faller. He's just kind of flatline, right? We've got to see a little bit more. Malik Neighbors, outside of the two muffed punts uh, by him and LSU not showing up versus Florida State until the final couple of drives, he looked good at receiver. Probably doesn't want you don't want him to be your punt returner. He couldn't do that. No. Uh, we'll get into KJ Jefferson in a minute because I think we need to be talking more and more about KJ mm-hmm. Jefferson. He had a very good game. Cam Rising, it was an okay game. Took the L versus Anthony Richardson in the swamp, but. It was okay. Jaron Hall was okay. Kanata Mumpfield played on Thursday, and he was really good. Like, you yeah. can just tell he's a fucking good receiver, man. So, for the most part of the eight kind of watch list players, you know, I'd say, I'd say like five of eight, like delivered. Five of eight delivered. You know, two of those eight absolutely crushed it. And then some other ones, we just got to wait and see. Um, but the way I want to do this, Jay, is I want to start just positionally, right? Go through my initial takeaways, my thoughts. You come in. Let's talk about it, right? Let's start with quarterback, man. There were a lot of quarterbacks who were making their debut for their teams, right? Caleb Williams transfers from Oklahoma. Quinn Ewers making his debut for Texas. And I think both of those players did, like, just 2024 eligible for everybody listening you know, uh, Caleb Williams, 2024 eligible quarterback, USC, Quinn Ewers, 2024 eligible quarterback, Texas. Both of those dudes look really good. Caleb Williams was good last year. We knew he was going to be good again. Efficient USC just dissected Rice, right? Just he didn't have to do a ton, but he looked good. Uh, Quinn Ewers, I thought he played well versus Louisiana Monroe. We were looking at the schedule, Jay. I did not know that Texas versus Alabama yeah. is at 11 a.m. I thought that would be like noon the night Eastern. game. It's at noon, man. It's, yeah. What the hell the are big they doing? Noon, the big noon SEC battle between Texas Come and Alabama. On, I don't know if it's a Big 12 scheduling thing that they put games at noon, but yeah, very surprising to see that because you have to imagine there's a big game in the Big 10 as well as can be played at noon. So pretty surprising, but I mean, that game, it's still probably my game of the year. Like it's the game I'm most excited to watch, uh, but we'll see what happens the with year, the score. But it's not game of the year. No, absolutely not. But I'm excited to watch it though. We're excited to watch that. Is DJ Uli looks terrible i'm just we're live streaming this as we go he's he's he does he's not, not look good, good man yeah, am i when am I, when do i get to go back to the dj poo narrative is he is he getting there he's, yet or have got to wait a couple weeks for that not looking good um but let's get to the 2023 draft eligible quarterbacks jay um i want to start with bryce young because a lot of people are not talking about bryce young i think he's been overshadowed a little bit by anthony richardson uh, but Bryce Young, 18 for 28, 195, six touchdowns in total, five carries, 100 yards. And I get it. They played Utah State. But, I mean, what a way for the Heisman Trophy winning quarterback to just, you know, make his name and make his presence felt early on. Bryce Young commanded the offense. He's got a bunch of new wide receivers. Tyler Harrell did not play for Alabama. You know, he got Treshawn Holden in, in the mix really early. Jermaine Burton got in the mix to transfer from Georgia. Uh, Bryce Young, 18 for 28, 195, five TDs. Just prototypical quarterback, man. I think he's just going to be a solid quarterback. He's he's a little dude. I mean, you see it, man, if you watch the game. But uh, he's been little his whole life. He's going to get the draft capital, and he's going to continue to crush this year. Did you watch any Bryce Young? 
Yeah, man, you, you got to watch Bryce Young. Unfortunately, it did conflict a little bit with the Ohio State game, but um, you know, we talked about it a little bit via text when you were in Mexico. The biggest takeaway here is that Bryce Young actually, he actually ran the ball, right? He had 100 yeah. more yards rushing in this game than he had all of last season. So that's a big development for his game. He's a guy that we didn't really think of as a dual threat, but he definitely showed that if he wants to run the ball, he can do that. He led the team in rushing, obviously did rush for a touchdown as well. A lot of big plays from him, 63-yard run. But the biggest thing, I think, is just how good he really is. You know, we saw in the Heisman yeah. campaign, and it's looking like it's going to continue this season. Now, I, Ray, I'm sure you saw this. He's the front, he's the front runner for the Heisman now. And honestly, I don't know what's going to stop him outside of, you know, CJ Stroud, who we'll obviously talk to talk about really getting it done this season. But Bryce Young, again, Utah State just looked phenomenal. And considering the weapons they lost on offense, really, really good for that team to look so good this season. Yeah, it was good. They came out, you know, Bryce Young was hitting on all cylinders. Couple of errant throws there, but getting used to a whole new yeah. wide receiver core, man. A whole new cast of characters out there for Bama. Bryce Young played really well. And you talked about C.J. Stroud. That was one of the big games on Saturday, Notre Dame versus Ohio State. And it was, it was kind of like, Brutal to watch for a little bit, man. Um, yeah, Jackson Smith terrible. and Jigba, I think, got hurt the fifth play of the game or the fifth offensive snap of the game. He goes down. Travion Henderson, they get to halftime. He's got four carries, four or five yep. rush attempts at halftime. I don't know what the hell was going on with Ryan Day in that offense, but Ohio State got it done. CJ Stroud, I tweeted it out. I was like, this is y'all's, you know, the uh, Black Panther, Killmonger, is this your king? Oh, like, I'm, yeah, I'm, I like, wanted to get to that, but yeah. yeah, it's true, right? I put the tweet out it's, there like, this is y'all's QB1. Like, I'm watching him, man. He's good, but I, I don't I don't see, it's one game, and I've said this going back to last season. CJ Stroud is, is a very good quarterback, man. We'll see, man. I'm just versus Notre Dame, even with no JSN. Like, I just wanted him to go out there and destroy those dudes, man. Like, I just wanted to see yeah. him absolutely dissect that Notre Dame defense. And now, you know, I, I see some people talking about the Ohio State quarterback narrative. I'm not going that far. I think he's really, really good. I just I don't see elite difference maker at the NFL level. Like, I don't. There's levels to that shit, man. And when we get to Anthony Richardson, we're gonna talk about like the just when the X's and O's break down and you've got to make a play and CJ Stroud has some dimes, like don't get it twisted. He is still one of the top yeah. quarterbacks in the class. First round pick guarantee. He had a couple of those passes where you're just like, wow, the ball placement, right? You know, 24 for 34, 223, 6.6 .6 in attempt, two touchdowns, no picks. It was, they got the job done, man. You know, uh, you, you lose JSN. I'm sure that altered the offense significantly Big. because they wanted to run through JSN, who I had, you know, an over eight receptions, and that didn't hit because he got hurt. But uh, what were your thoughts on CJ Stroud, man? Uh, so I don't want to make this case to, like, confuse people, right? But people need to understand that, like, he faced two high safeties the whole game. Yep. So this is the this is the Mahomes treatment that we saw from last season, where it's like you're not throwing deep, and we saw that it took him some time to adjust to that. To adjust. And Notre Dame really laid out a game plan to beat C.J. Stroud and stop him from doing the thing that he does so well, and that's throw the ball deep. And there was a 
you know, in my opinion, not quite a drop touchdown, but a very good ball to Marvin Harrison that he didn't quite come down with in the end zone. And outside of that, it was just tough for them to get the plays that they were so successful at doing last season. Of course, losing Garrett Wilson hurts, losing JSN in the middle of the game hurts, but Emeka Ibuka looked really good out there. And again, it's just about them adjusting to this scheme that they're going to face. And I'm sure they'll see it again throughout the season. So it's how does Ryan Day adjust? Because in this game, they didn't run the ball enough early. And when they finally did with Mayan Williams, Trayvon Henderson, they got it done. But for CJ Stroud backers and supporters, it may not be quite what we're hoping for because the bombs that he was throwing last season just may not be there if they run too high against them all year long. Yeah, man. And it's it's one game, right? But this was a big game. It was Notre Dame versus oh, Ohio yeah. State. Like, you just got to evaluate it for what it was. He was solid, man. Solid, um, but unspectacular. Definitely not the most impressive quarterback performance of the of the weekend. I just want to put a shout-out out there for all the, the betters out there. Uh, uh, Rodgers from Mississippi State, Will Rodgers. Just oh yeah, whatever whatever the line is, just over over. I don't I don't care. He's just going to throw for 500 yards a game. It's insane. Um, we're not going to talk about Anthony Richardson yet because we're kind of saving that to the end because I got some takes. I got some takes ready for that one. I want to talk about the. Uh, everybody keeps calling him the future enterprise car salesman, <laughs> and I don't think so, man. I don't think so. I'm talking about Stetson Bennett, man, and. He's a guy that's not going to be a first-round pick. He's not going to be a day-one pick. But you already know, bro, he's going to get drafted by a team on day three and just be a career. Like, he's going to have a job in the NFL for 10 years as a career backup because he's smart. He knows where to put the ball. He's too little. He doesn't have the arm strength. But Stetson Bennett went out there. Give him some credit, man. 25 for 31, 368 and 2. So Bro. do you think he can be a day two pick? Because when you said day three, I was like, man, you know, I think there's a, a small chance he could be a day two pick. You know, we've seen a lot of quarterbacks get drafted in the third round. And of course, they've had no, some pretty decent be a tools. Day two pick. No, but day man, three. I, I, he day three looks pick. so good. So good, mobile, man. scrambling ability, ability to make things happen in the pocket while still keeping his eyes downfield. We saw obviously the touchdown that he threw basically across his body to the other side of the field. I mean, he just looks so talented. I don't know if it's just prisoner of the moment, but nah, man. you know, he, he's a good. I think I think he could be a legitimate Heisman candidate. As crazy as that sounds, he will I think be. Georgia can be good no, enough. The, 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 and I Heis, think, Heisman has nothing to do with NFL future, man. I'm watching no, the Manti Teo. Like I was watching the Manti yeah. Teo documentary on Netflix, and they went to the 2012 Heisman Trophy presentation. There were three finalists. It was Johnny Manziel. Manti Teo, and I had no clue who the other white dude was sitting next to Johnny Manziel. I was like, who the hell is that? Like, and I watched college football, and I'm like, is that Toby Gearhart? No, it's not Toby Gearhart. It's Colin Klein, the quarterback from Kansas State. And I'm like, oh shit, Colin Klein, right? Yeah, Stetson Bennett, if he continues to play like this and he leads Georgia to an undefeated season, he's going to be a Heisman Trophy finalist. Like, it's going to happen. And nobody's yeah. saying the dude is some world beater. I'm not talking about drafting him for Debbie or drafting him for your fantasy drafts, but he's going to be a fifth, sixth-round pick, Colt McCoy-esque, that's just going to have a job in the NFL for 10 years, and then he'll end up being an offensive coordinator and eventually a head coach in the NFL. His yeah. Disney movie is going to be fucking phenomenal, man. Walk on oh, yeah. to national champ to NFL draft pick, man. Uh, right now, Stetson Bennett or DJU? In the NFL? Just I mean, you right got to take DJU I'm not talking about NFL right now. Right now. Stetson Bennett or DJU? 
Who do you want leading? I mean, you gotta, I, I think you gotta take Stetson Bennett. He he it's was not phenomenal. A it's not a he question. He was phenomenal. He, no he really was way better than I thought he'd be. And and still almost 12 yards an attempt from yeah. Stetson Bennett, the guy that, you know, dink and dunk, say what you want, but he played phenomenally against Played Oregon. a good game. Just so, so good. Played, I like this. Ben, uh, Austin said Bennett equals A.J. McCarron. Perfect. He'll just be a backup in the league. But I want to give Stetson Bennett a shout out because he operated that offense like at a high, high level. You want to touch on your boy Bo Nix real quick or can we move on? <laughs> Just move on. Man. How bad is he? Bo Nix was. How he is, is awful. He? Man. he is awful. Now we'll see. Maybe he can have a couple good games in the Pac-12, but in the SEC, it Brutal. is still uh, very, very difficult for Brutal. him. He just, he just makes terrible decisions. Doesn't see safeties throw a throw a couple of brutal picks. It's just there's no point of talking to him any further. Bo Nix is trash. Does he even make it to the NFL? I don't know. Yeah, but probably. Yeah, I, have, I have more confidence that Stetson Bennett gets picked over Bo Nix, like straight up. Yeah, um, 100%. Way more 100%. confidence in that. Loose ball, Clemson just picks it up and gets knocked out at the two. This is a bad game. Uh, Will Levis. Um, you look at the box score, 21 for 32, 303, three touchdowns, one pick, uh, seven carries, negative 18 yards for Will Levis. That offensive line is bad for Kentucky. Yeah. Their offensive line is B-A-D, and it's going to be a problem for Kentucky this fall. I was a little underwhelmed by Will Levis, Jay. Um, somebody yeah. that has got all the physical tools, but I'm just talking about versus Miami, Ohio. I'm watching them, and I just walked away kind of like, I see it. I see the talent. I'm just, I wanted to see more. The same way I said that you about gotta, CJ You got to be better, yeah. You got to be Miami better. Ohio, you got to be better. Got to be better. Mm -hmm. um, he played fine. Uh, Evan hit it right here. He played fine, but he didn't play like I'm taking him number three overall in the NFL draft. He didn't play like he's a potential top three pick in super flex drafts. He didn't play that well. I walked away thinking, all right, Levis was straight. Like that was a normal Will Levis game from last year. I didn't see the step forward. And unfortunately yeah. for him, he's got to deal with the next guy that we're going to talk about, Anthony Richardson, next weekend, which I believe is, you know, it's must-see TV to see these two athletic freaks go at it. But Anthony Richardson, right, 17-24, 168. You're not going to ride home about that. 11 carries, 106 yards, three touchdowns. Like even when you look at the line, I mean, look at Bryce Young. I mean, Bryce Young, it's, it's almost identical, right? Like you look at these two lines and they're almost the same. But the difference is when you watch that game, man, the energy and the electricity around Anthony Richardson, and you knew when you needed a play, he was just going to make it happen, whether it was with his arm or his legs. Right now, like how high? How high right now? And yes, we're overreacting. Yes, that's what we do. So, week one of college football. How high on Anthony Richardson? Where Because we talked about this leading... How long have we been talking? We've been talking about Anthony Richardson all summer, telling everybody all summer, all summer, Anthony Richardson time. It's time. How high, man? Six foot four, 240 pounds, probably runs a low four, five, 40 yard dash. Where are you at with A Rich? I think he's got to be at least two. Um, so I was thinking about this a lot, right? I think that if you want to bet on the tools, he's number one. But I still think maybe, just maybe, I'm just going to 
bring it back a little bit and say, well, Bryce Young is just like really that dude. Like he's that dude in college football. We can see what he can be in the NFL. But Ray, I do want to quickly touch on Timothy Richardson, Anthony Richardson himself. Um, 94.8 QBR, didn't take a single sack. Obviously had 100 rushing yards, had, had over 150 passing yards versus Will Levis, who had some decent numbers, but a QBR of under 50. So again, like CJ Stroud didn't have the best game in the world, but a QBR of 89. 89. So these are guys that are all very similar, but what they're telling you is that there's very different statistics going on here and how they're actually performing at the quarterback position. Richardson, in my opinion, could easily be top three. You could say Stroud over top of him if you want, because again, Stroud played Notre Dame. But in my opinion, Utah, similar style defense, very talented. We expected a lot of them this season. So again, with how well he looked, I think you have to give him a lot of credit for how they played. Now to go into Kentucky, it's only going to be easier for him, and I think he could only have a better performance in yeah. Kentucky in this next one. I think Florida's going to beat him. Uh, Debro says, will the NFL hate on him the way they did Malik? Or It's not even close, my friend. Debro, it's it's <laughs> Liberty? Doing it in the SEC is just Florida. different. It's different. Liberty? Like, like I've been, I tell everybody Florida. he is SEC <laughs> Trey Lance. If you put Trey Lance in the SEC and he looked this good— that's that's what Anthony Richardson is. So there won't be any competition concern evaluations. He is playing against the best of the best, the fastest players, the best DBs, all these guys to where you you will not be concerned about him playing in the NFL no. as far as speed is concerned, which is the major concern for a lot of these quarterbacks is how do they react to the speed. Richardson will have none of those problems. Yeah, that, I don't think that. I think if anything, they're even more excited because they'll yeah. just be like, oh man, it's it's Cam Newton 2.0 and that's what he looks like. It's less of a projection, and, right? You're not projecting as far with Richardson as you and, would be And with what Lance. I like the most, everybody's going to look at the highlight runs and the 45-yard the touchdown scramble or you know the pump fake and throw to the wide open guy in the end zone. But you go back and watch that Florida game, there were multiple times where he stood in the pocket and worked through his reads, right? It wasn't mm-hmm. tuck and run, one read and run. Like he really was trying to show every NFL evaluator that no, damn it, I am a quarterback. I can deliver from the pocket. And this wasn't against Utah State. This wasn't against Miami of Ohio. This wasn't against name whatever other top quarterback we've talked about. Caleb Williams versus Rice. Quinn Ewers versus Louisiana Monroe. Utah is a nationally ranked defense. Like, good. Number 17 in the country. Cam Rising played a good game up until that final pick. And no one's talking about it because we all saw what the potential in the future of uh, of of Anthony Richardson can be. Yeah. There's no quarterback in this class that has the ceiling and the upside of Anthony Richardson, and we said that, right? Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud are, are, are light years ahead of him as a passer, but none of those guys can change the game and dictate what defenses have to do like Anthony Richardson can at six foot four, 240 pounds. Now, what you want to see is him take this heightened platform that he has now, this heightened level of enthusiasm, and continue to build. He doesn't need to go out there next week and throw for 300 and rush for 150. Just make those little adjustments, man. I'm I'm almost at the point now, man. I'm not even bullshitting you. He does this another three, four weeks. I don't care if he plays another down for the rest of the season. If, if something were to happen, knock on wood because it's not. He's still going to be a first-round pick. You see it, man. Kyle Krabs, yeah. Draft Network. Shout out my guy Kyle Krabs. He put out a mock draft today where the Atlanta Falcons are sitting at two. You think they're going to pass on Anthony Richardson in favor of Marcus Mariota or fucking Desmond Ritter if Anthony Richardson is sitting there? Like, it's you see it, man. Here it is. Yeah. Timothy Richardson, absolute stud. Um, if we gave out helmet stickers, he would definitely do it because oh my God. he came— uh, 
to the game and he delivered, right? Versus a top defense, he delivered with his arm, with his legs, and hopefully uh, with the progression, he'll continue to get better and better as we move forward. I I love it for him. A couple of other quarterbacks I want to mention real quick. Devin Leary, uh, the North Carolina State quarterback. A lot of people talking about him being in the mix. You know, maybe a late first rounder. I watched him versus ECU. I don't see it, Jay. I think he's fine. Fine college quarterback. I'm not. I'm not buying into to Devin Leary, uh, the uh, the kid from um, Miami, uh, Van Dyke. Again. Van Dyke, yeah. They played. Bethune he didn't have to do Cookman, much. They man. ran for like yeah. 350 yeah, yards Bethune in that game. Cookman. Like he didn't have to do anything. So I'm not. I don't know. I don't know. We still got to see from Van Dyke. KJ Jefferson. Yep. Um, 18 for 26, 223, three touchdowns. This was uh, against two top 25 teams in the country. Cincinnati played a really good game. Um, uh, KJ Jefferson, 18 carries, 62 yards, and a touchdown, four touchdowns. What, damn near 300 total yards of offense for KJ Jefferson. Yep. Again, a player that I talked about on Wednesday. I think he's going to see a stock rise, man. You, you're talking about going through this pre-draft process. Don't, don't be shocked if he works himself into probably a late day one early day two pick, man. I think KJ Jefferson in the SEC with the season that he had last year and the way that he's, again, QBR of 81, no interceptions. Yeah, He takes care of the ball. That's however many games he's played. And he's only thrown four interceptions. Really, really encouraged by KJ Jefferson at Arkansas. I know you're a big KJ Jefferson fan as well. Yeah, and it just comes back to what can he do, and it's the dual threat ability. It's almost like if you took a player like Anthony Richardson, reel him in a little bit and make him a little bit less accurate because the biggest thing for me with Jefferson is that he's just been around a long time. You know, He learned from Felipe Franks, which may not seem like much, but he's another guy who he sat behind for a year. Now he's you know running the offense. People are like, oh, you know, he lost Traylon Burks. How effective is he really going to be? He looks good again today. You know, he's playing with transfer uh, Jaden Hazelwood, Trey Knox, had a phenomenal game. Like, there's guys that we don't really expect a lot from, but he's the one leading the offense now. It's not Traylon Burns. It's not somebody yeah. else. He's the one leading this team. And if they go somewhere and they have a pretty good season in the SEC, I do think there's a world where, you know, like you said, he can maybe work into potential very late day one. Kind of like we saw from Jalen Hurts, just not Agreed. quite to the same extent. Jalen Hurts, but good that's job. that's. That's the route you're looking for here is Jalen Hurts was a day two pick. He might be a third round or two. Well, you know, he's playing pretty good. Pencil Heisman candidate with Lincoln Riley. Obviously, all those things went right for him. But if KJ can, you know, be as good as he is, and I believe he lost, what, 10 to 15 pounds, trimmed down a little bit to a better playing weight, he could definitely be a guy who does work into back end first with the way the league is trending with these mobile quarterbacks. One more young quarterback. Well, two more. One, Drake May, and I keep forgetting about him because he played way earlier than Saturday. Um, You're talking about 2024? Move over Jackson Dart. Move over whomever the hell else. It's it's Caleb Williams. It's Quinn Ewers. Maybe J.J. McCarthy works his way in there once he takes over that job because he should be the starting quarterback at Michigan. But Drake May at 6'5", 225 pounds, mobile, massive arm. Love what I saw out of him. But I want to I want to give a major fucking shout out tonight for Jackson State quarterback Shador Sanders. And that's somebody I talked about last year. Receipts are out there. He is yeah. a legitimate NFL prospect at quarterback. And I know uh Jackson State, he was a four-star recruit, could have played at a lot of power five conferences and chose to go to Jackson State. So when a lot of people are like, oh, was he actually really good? Or did he he was a four-star, a four-star prospect according to 24-7 sports? But Shador Sanders. 29 for 33, 323, five touchdowns. 
He's not really a rushing quarterback. He's mobile, but he's not. it's not somebody that you're going to talk about being a mobile dual threat guy, right? You want to know who yeah. the highest uh, or the last um, historically black university drafted quarterback was in the NFL? Oh, there's, there, I would never know. Who was it? You know the name, but you probably just don't know the player. <laughs> Tavares Jackson, second round pick. Oh, Tavares okay. Jackson was the second round pick. And I went to look up his stats. I just wanted to see how good Tavares was. When he was picked, and those of us who played, who are a little bit older, you remember the name Tavares Jackson. He wore that number seven, super athletic. Mm -hmm. We were like, ah, this might be another Mike Vick, right? But no, he had some time as a starter. But Shador Sanders is legit, man. And what I think is going to happen, this is just my theory. I think he and Travis Hunter and all those guys are going to ball out this year, right? I I wouldn't be shocked to see Shador transfer for one season and then go P5. And then just to boost his draft stock. But if he stays, I would love for him to stay at Jackson State and and become a draft-eligible player. Uh, he is mm-hmm. one of the best quarterbacks in the country. Shador Sanders is is really good. And it was awesome that they had that stage to themselves um, on Sunday yeah. uh, when they played. He opened a lot of eyes up. And he's just carrying over all the awesome shit he did as a true freshman last year. He's 2024 eligible. Get Shador Sanders on your radar Point blank, period, Jay. Let's go to the running backs. As we talk running backs, Will Shipley just scored for Clemson, 7-0. Clemson, Jeff Sims is driving the ball. Will Shipley is a beast. I like him, man. He's a beast. But let's talk running backs, Jay. Uh, we had Big Hendo playing this weekend. We had Bijan Robinson. We had Braylon Allen, the next coming of Derrick Henry. Oh. Um, all those guys look good. Little Donovan Edwards look good. Uh, I'll tell you who my, f- my most impressive running back was. Uh, for me this past weekend, and I just I get so excited because two years ago, this player was the consensus RB2 in the class, and it wasn't even close. It was Bijan Robinson, and the, you know who the next running back off the board was, Jay? Every time? It was Big Tank. It was Big Tank. Tank Bigsby out it of was Auburn. Big Tank Bigsby, and Tank balled out, Jay. He had uh, 16 for 147-2. and two. It was versus Mercer, right? So yeah. I get it. It's 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 no competition. But everything that I had been told over the summer is he was clashing with the new coaching staff. We may never see another snap from Tank Bigsby in an Auburn uniform. And he also had a 55-yard run called back. So he would have had close to 200 rushing yards, average damn near 10 in an attempt. He also caught one pass in the game, didn't go anywhere. But he looked slimmer. He looked faster. I'm I'm watching him. I'm like, yo, this is the tank that we fell in love with two years ago, man. Like, this is the guy. Here's the the overall takeaway for the 2023 class. Hear me out, people. This is the biggest takeaway. Quarterbacks, very good. Get excited. Running backs, yeah. the absolute highlight of week one in the wide receivers were all awful. All of them were awful. <laughs> all of the top-rated wide receivers in the 2023 class were were awful. I went back to my rankings and my top three receivers, Boutte, Quentin Johnston, and Johnston. Jackson Smith and Jigba, they had like a combined six catches Probably for 60 70 yards. yards, right? Like that yeah. is it, combined. And I get it, JSN got hurt. Boutte was checked out. We'll talk about Mr. Boutte in a minute. Quentin Johnston's got a very big problem with those TCU quarterbacks. Quarterback, and remember yeah. we talked about it, Jay, that I said that I don't care how good Quentin Johnston is, He's I don't think he's going to be able to overcome the TCU stigma in the fantasy community, man. Too many people feel burnt by Josh Doxson, burnt by Jalen Rager, and now Quentin Johnston goes out there and catches three passes in the first game. Like, it just, 
it's going to be tough for him, right? And that offense looks bad. But Tank Bigsby, man, at running back, he absolutely balled out, man. Jameer Gibbs, as advertised. On his nine carries, he had damn near 100 yards running the ball as advertised. And I'm glad he wasn't wearing number 13. He was wearing 13 all through the spring and practice. Got his number one back. Gibbs looked great. Bijan's stat line, I think he had 70 yards. He had a ridiculous cutback. Uh, you know, you saw oh, the agility. Uh, in the know, hole, yeah. In the hole, right? Just insane. Oh, God. Um, he looked good. Uh, Braylon Allen, we talk about him, 2024 draft eligible. Deuce Vaughn fucking balled out. But my guy, man, we got to talk about him, Jay. My guy. Sean Tucker, baby. Sean Tucker, 21 for 98, six receptions, 85 yards, a very long touchdown in which he showed tremendous burst in speed. Sean Tucker looked big. He looked explosive. What are we doing with Sean Tucker, baby? I mean, Jay, I want to overreact and put him as RB2, <laughs> but I'm not going to do anything like that. But my God, Sean Tucker, talk to him, man. So I think this is where the size of Sean Tucker really works in his favor, right? I think that he does have that prototypical size that we don't expect from Jameer Gibbs. And I think that's the biggest problem yeah. is that if Tucker really shows this in the receiving game that we kind of didn't really expect to see, this could really vault him into that RB2 category. I believe I did. I didn't. I think I believe I took him at RB3 today in our, dev, in our uh, mock draft. But at the end of the day, like as talented as I think Gibbs is, if Tucker can show a similar passing regiment to where he's competent and he can be used in the receiving game, I just think there's a world where I would take him. You know, the question is, is the draft capital and maybe some slight competition concerns because Gibbs is playing in the SEC now. But, you know, I, mean, I was very surprised to see the utilization of Gibbs and not see a little bit more from him, especially early on. He it was didn't Utah do a State, whole man. lot. It was Utah State. I, like, you know I hope I hope we see more. I hope we see more. But to see Bryce Young running and you know passing I get it, game, I get it, I get it. Didn't didn't see a lot he had from twenty one carries. And man. to your point, he had twenty one carries for, else, for for Tucker. He's a horse. Yeah, he's a horse, man. That's that's what he is, and that's why I would want him at the next level because I know he's a horse, right? We still got to see that from Gibbs, and hopefully we do. But you know, I think of all the running backs here, Gibbs is the one we're kind of like, ah. Eh. You know, he, he did what he's supposed to do against yeah, Utah was, State, but we didn't see anything flashy from him, at least yeah, so far as uh, I can He see. had a big run in that game. Uh, he had a big run. He had like a 50-something yard run, but yes. I mean, he only had nine damn carries. They weren't, they're not... They're yeah. not gonna they're not gonna blast him into the ground week one, right? Like let's just continue to talk running backs because if this were a super flex draft right now, it would be like Richardson, Young, Bijan, Stroud. I'm just naming the guys in the top, right? And then it'd be like a million running backs the way through round one. Zach Evans, fucking just round of applause oh. for Zach Evans, who literally carried Ole Miss because Jackson Dart. Did not look very good at all. And then they put in Luke Altmyer and the first snap, he fumbles the ball. Zach Evans had 130 yards on the ground, had two receptions. I I'm watching him, Jay, and I'm like, there's no way this dude is 215 pounds, damn near 220. Yeah. I'm just looking at him. But, man, when you just talk about he just looks like an NFL running back, Zach Evans just – I'm just excited, right? Zach Evans – Look great. We talked a little bit about Deuce Vaughn. Jalen Berger from Michigan State bounced back, man. Yeah. He had 130, 140 yards rushing. Ja uh, uh, Berger from Michigan State. It wasn't all roses. wasn't all sunshine. Devon A-Chain. <laughs> okay. And I've been a big A-Chain fan. But all we heard all offseason from everybody is how shitty Isaiah Spiller is and how great Devon A-Chain was. He did nothing Didn't versus see it. Sam Houston State. <laughs> He looked awful. 
Texas A&M looked awful, first of all. The whole thing looked bad. Haynes King is terrible. The O-line looked bad. I always say Jimbo Fisher does the least with the most talent. He's got the most talented recruiting classes every year, and he just does the least with it. But A-Chain was supposed to be... I mean, that dude, I took the over 80 rushing yards. I'm over 21 <laughs> fantasy score. And A-Chain shit the bed. He was little, got knocked down on first contact, saw none of that track speed. We know he has it. But when you're just talking about a running back, bro, this is my thing with A-Chain. He's not a running back like that. You're not going to turn around and hand Devon A-Chain the ball 25 times a game. That's not his game. They need to utilize him in space. He's a satellite plus back and stop with Jamal Charles comps for A-Chain. And I have a lot of A-Chain. I love him, right? Use him as that complimentary piece to a proper number one. I don't think he's that guy, man. I'm just Will Shipley's good. That's a that's a cold white boy, right? They reminds me of Danny Woodhead, man. <laughs> white Lightning, maybe. He is good. Will Shipley is legit. But A Chain, a little disappointing. Zach Charbonnet uh played very well. Charbonnet did play very, very well. I just, you know, a senior running back, probably yeah. not gonna test super well. I love Charbonnet. I wanted him to come out last year. Are there any other big time, I guess, 23 eligible? Oh, we're tripping, man. Georgia, Kenny McIntosh. What are we doing? Oh, talk. Let's Man, talk you about talk Kenny about, McIntosh. You want to talk about a riser in our in our in our Devi drafts in our rookie drafts? Kenny McIntosh. I believe he was what a third round pick, and he he wasn't even on the board. We're doing five rounds. Wasn't even on the board. Now all of a sudden he's rising up. He, pretty sure he led the team in receiving as well <laughs> when Darnell Washington wasn't running people over. It's just. I, I'm curious to see what they do from a receiving standpoint because we, you know, we expect the receiver to get the ball. Obviously, Georgia, the tight ends, Jay, I'm telling you, but just dump it all you. game. Just this dump is, it with the Mac, and he was catching it outside. It's, like he just looked phenomenal. He's a he really better good. version of James Cook. A much better really? version of James. They they used him the same way. You Kendall Milton yeah. was the Kendall Milton. They utilized the dude. Are ooh, we gonna talk about you, Kendall Milton? Uh, how he looked he, a little little slow. I'm not in on Kendall Milton, but they use Kendall <laughs> Milton in that Zeus White hammer roll. Yes. And they use Kenny and, and they use Kenny McIntosh in the James Cook passing, you know, the passing running back role. The difference is Kenny McIntosh is six foot one, 215 pounds, right? And is an actual running yeah. back, playing running back that can catch the ball. They, they, probably the biggest running back riser this weekend was Kenny McIntosh. And, you know, a lot of people give Mel Kuyper some shit out there, but I think they had Kenny McIntosh is a top five running back prior to Saturday. I'm almost positive. A patron hit me up, patreon.com forward slash all gas, and said, yo, Ray, Mel Kuyper has uh, Kenny McIntosh as a top five back. What, what's up? Like, oh, man, ain't no damn top five back, but we'll see what he yeah. does. And he went out there, nine receptions, 117 yards. You know, I got that rushing touchdown in there late. He only had like four carries, but Kenny McIntosh, big riser, man, big Big, big riser for Kenny McIntosh. Uh, is there anybody else that we miss? I'm looking down my list. I'm did you uh, Did you watch Blake Corm at all? Did you see how he looked? I did watch Blake I thought Corm, he was pretty good. And I, I was, thought he was I, really good. Bit of a timeshare with Donovan Edwards, but again, against against Colorado State, that's going to happen. But Michigan looked really good. I think that offensive line looked dominant. I, I'm hoping to see Corman more of a featured role this year because I think he did look really he good. Is. But splitting time good. with Donovan Edwards, I think both those guys are going to eat for this offense this year. He did. He looked very good. Lou Nichols from Central Michigan, he played – Thursday again, yeah. just a workhorse. Lou Nichols is his name that should be rising. I think he's going to be what everybody wants Tyrion Davis Price to be. There goes Lou. It's Lou Nichols, and Lou Nichols is yeah. better than TDP. You know what I'm saying? Um, 
Let's get to the wide receivers, Jay. Let's just let's get into it. Mr. Kayshawn Boutte. Um, Kayshawn Boutte broke his ankle last year, and then it was just radio silence. We didn't know if it was an ankle, if it was an Achilles. Uh, there were reports that he wanted he wanted very badly to transfer out of LSU once Notre Dame, former Notre Dame head coach Brian Kelly, accepted the LSU job and did that fake-ass Cajun accent at the basketball <laughs> game. That's when all the brothers was like, I'm out of here. This fake guy doing this fake Cajun Louisiana accent. I'm a tiger. All that other bullshit he was talking about. Kayshawn wanted to leave. He ends up staying. They give him the number seven jersey. He goes out there. And I said it second quarter, Jay. We were in the Discord. And I'm like, he's not even trying, bro. Like, he looks disinterested. Doesn't look like he really wants to be out there. He went out there. He dropped two or three passes, I think. Didn't turn around for one. Um, Just was non-existent in the offense. It didn't look like they tried to get him the ball. You know, Malik Neighbors muffed two punts, and he still looked good at receiver. Boutte, I don't know what he was doing out there. Um, but it, after the game, uh, Malik Neighbors and Kayshawn Boutte scrubbed their whole Instagram. LSU gone. Nothing yep. LSU related. Report comes out later that that was just them going zero dark 30. They want to avoid the noise. And everything that I've read was Kayshawn Boutte was in film session today. So he's still there. I see a lot of people praising Jaden Daniels. Like, it was a good comeback, right? Like, he, he he clawed their way back in. But he was awful for the first two and a half quarters of that game, man. He was not good. And I don't know if that's Brian Kelly's offense. I don't know if Boutte couldn't get off. A, I don't know what was happening. It just looked like he was disinterested the whole time. I'm sitting back watching that. Yeah. And I'm like, he's half-assing routes. He didn't even look for the ball on the end zone on one play. And he hit him right in the chest, yeah. <sighs> You know, so the biggest thing here, Ray, and and I do, I don't want to put it all on Jaden Daniels because while he was awful, so was that offensive line. They got destroyed the whole game. Right. And I think that's a big part here is if you're Kayshawn Boutte and you're really the only receiver of note on your team and you're getting bracketed by the other team. So you're really not going to get thrown the ball at all. The offensive line is terrible. Your quarterback's one. He's basically a one, one read and run kind of guy at this point. You know, we saw him try and do a few things and they critiqued the hell out of him when he took the ball down to run. And then tried to bring it back up to pass and was yeah. throwing ducks all over the place. Um, it, w- it was bad. And, you know, credit to LSU, I guess, a little bit for coming back. But it's going to be rough for Boutte all year. And, and yeah. you know, this is I, – I, we can talk about him and Quinn Johnson kind of together in some respect because they're both playing on terrible offenses. They're both yeah. going to be on bad teams. They will have a game or two, but – Week to week, you can't expect their stock to do a ton. You're going to have to kind of wait to see what they do at the combine next to their peers when they're not being evaluated based off what you see on the field. Because we talked about JSN and what he could do to raise his stock and be wide receiver one. Those two guys that are next to him aren't going to do a ton. They'll, they'll have their game here or there, but it's looking like it's going to be really bad for them overall. And, and I think to a lot of people's point, is that Boutte did look disinterested. And it's not something you want to see, but I can understand the frustration of why he's going through this and he wanted to transfer and they convinced him to stay. And this is ultimately the product they put on the field. I would be pissed off too, man. Like, let's just be real. I'd be pissed off too. Yeah, man. But you can't, if you're out there on the field, you can't put that on wax. You know what I mean? Like, you can't be... If, if you want to be wide receiver one, that's that's something you well, can't... I mean, if, if maybe I it'll be fine. It'll work out, but... If I had that, yeah, uh, DJ used playing well finally versus an inferior Georgia Tech. Good job, DJU. Like, this is what, he should have come out and done this, right? I'm happy for DJU, but, like, 
Come on, baby. Let's go, DJ. You pick it up. Uh, he did throw a nice touchdown pass to Bo Collins. Matthew says it right here. Butte's facial expression said it all. He had no. He didn't seem like it. Jay, did I not say that yeah. last night? I was like, you I don't care about the drop passes. I care about the fact that he looked disinterested, right? Like he just didn't want to play. If I had to ask you right now, uh, let me just give you the top consensus kind of four receivers. It's Butte, Njigba, Addison, Quentin Johnston. Wherever you had them ranked going into week one, would you move any of those guys going into week two? Because I'm not. I'm not moving any of those I, guys. I don't think I'd move them, but I mean, I think it's very easy to make the case for Jack Smith and Jigba, right? He's a guy who got hurt and was begging to go in the game versus a guy who was playing in the game and looked disinterested, right? And again, right. I'm not trying to over over character assassinate all these things, but right, you know, right, these right, guys right. are close, right? And NFL evaluators are going to be seeing all these things and they may be like, look, you know, there's a reason why they may take JSN over Butte, and maybe that reason is just what they see on the field, right? And the mannerisms, mm -hmm. and are they coachable, and blah, 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 blah. And it's not fair. Right. But again, if you're going to put that out there, you're going to be evaluated and criticized for it, right? And that's just what's going to happen at the end of the day. I want to talk about um, uh, a kid real quick, Bryce Ford Wheaton out of West Virginia. Holy hell, man. I, I had no clue who he was until oh, he's the game good. versus Pitt. And let. <laughs> Let me just say this about Pitt, man. Keaton Slovis, I, I don't know how we ever thought he was going to be somebody very good because he's not very good. Slovis is not very good. JT Daniels is not very good. But Bryce Ford Wheaton, man, 6'3", 215, bro. Nine for 97, two touchdowns. He was catching the ball all over the place. Now, again, West Virginia, you get those shades of Kevin White, Tavon Austin. You start thinking, like, I don't know. But he looked good, man. He's a junior, uh, redshirt junior, so it's his fourth season. Bryce Ford Wheaton wanted to give him a shout-out, honorable mention. Uh, Marvin Mims, he had a couple of big catches for Oklahoma. Yeah. He and Dylan Gabriel will be good. Marvin Mims, Marvin Mims is going to be uh, like a second-round pick, and he's just going to have a career in the league, right? He's never going to be yeah. some game-changer for fantasy. Just going to be a very good wide receiver. Jermaine Burton, two touchdowns, didn't have to do a ton versus uh, versus Utah State. Parker Washington, very unimpressed by Parker Washington's debut for Penn State. Um, I've got him in a tier with Mims, with Jaden Reed. Uh, not impressed, man. Not impressed. I look at some other players that I have in this tier. Cedric Tillman, he is on the in the database as a watchlist player this week. Big time Cedric Tillman fan. 6'3", 215 pounds, can run. Him and Hendon Hooker are going to play very well for Tennessee this fall. He is on the watch list this week. I want to see Jaden Reed do something, all right? I hype them up. Can't go out there after I hype you up and give me two receptions, right? Jaden Reed, let's get it together. Jacob Cowling, the transfer man, goes to Arizona and does the Justin Jefferson three first half touchdowns yeah. uh, with Delora, uh, the transfer from Washington State. Jacob Cowing looked good, man. Technician, speed. I think he's going to be a riser, man. I got him in a tier with Lavelle Davis, the big guy out of Virginia. Nathaniel Dell, the kind of smaller wide receiver out of Houston. Bryce Ward Wheaton, all in that same tier. Really impressed with those guys. Uh, Kayshawn Boutte, if I had to give him a grade for last night, he probably would have gotten an F, if I'm being real. Like, he just... Has to. Was, it, just an F. Like, there was nothing, nothing positive outside the fact that he looked bigger he looked a little bigger. It, maybe it's that seven jersey. He looked thick, right? I got him at 180 in my database, and he looked closer to like 190-something. Oh, probably bigger is, than that, yeah. Yeah, he's a lot bigger than that. Jazz Sandy got hurt, man. What's the injury? Do we know what the injury was? 
We don't really know. So, uh, Ray, if you missed it, he kind of got rolled up on. So he was being tackled by one guy, and then another guy kind of yeah. tackled him as well, hit him hard. So it, it could be a bit of a knee sprain, could be an ankle. It's, it's a lower body for sure. But, you know, we don't, I don't think the extent of the injury has been released yet. He did actually go back out there and try to run routes, but ultimately he couldn't quite get it going. So we'll see what happens this week for him. Hopefully he's back this week. But, again, who knows with JSN, and hopefully he'll be okay. But, I mean, when he was playing, he looked good. It's just, again, is how do they operate this offense with the with defense probably running two against them but i do want to talk about jacob cohen because i think he will be a massive riser like, yeah if people haven't seen his pff profile from last season i believe he was the second highest rated wide receiver in, in pff grades behind jack smith and jigba so again it's not just that he's a transfer who had a good first game and yes i believe it was san diego state he played against so no competition there but a guy who went to UTSA, balled out last season, transferred to a power five school, balled out in his first game. Like This is a guy you wanted to pay attention to because the metrics were there initially last season. He's going to a place where he can get more exposure. If he continues to carry on this train, we could see a guy who does, is a massive riser and is a potential you know, second, third round pick in the NFL draft. Yeah, man. And I want, so it's reported knee hamstring, strained hammy. Ugh. That's not good. Aren't those the things that linger? Aren't the hammies? Soft tissue, man. Soft tissue. You don't want those hamstring injuries. Because Jay, I want to go to the Big Ten real quick because the Big Ten is loaded with some potential rising wide receivers, and we're not going to go in depth with all of them, but Trey Palmer from Nebraska, very impressed with Trey Palmer, right? Rakeem Jarrett, we know he had the season in the injury a year ago. He came back six for 110. Rakeem Jarrett, I'm pretty, you know, he's got the, he's he's smooth, man. I want to say Diggs because he's just out there, but he's not Diggs, but he played at Maryland. <laughs> but very good for Rakeem Jarrett. Excited about him. Also, I want to touch on, we, we did not talk about him from the running back perspective, but everybody write the name down right now, and he's on the watch list for this week. I'm looking in the database. He's on the watch list. He's going to be, I'm trying to think of a comparison NFL-wise, but Chase Brown out of Illinois, like Illinois, yeah. excuse me, there's no S on it, Illinois. Uh, Chase Brown, sign me up, man. Back-to-back weeks, over 150 rushing yards at 36 carries. 36 carries for 199. And he averaged 5.5 yards an attempt. So it wasn't like he wasn't like, like he just, He's not just grinding out 200 there, yeah. yards, right? And this is coming off, I believe he had like 150-something in the first week of the season. Chase Brown put the name on the radar, like Square Business put Chase Brown's name on the on the watch list radar. Zay Flowers as well from Boston College. He's a guy that at first I was really like, ah oh, man, is this another Rondell Moore type? And you see the number four and you start doing lazy comps. Yeah. But he's five foot ten, five foot eleven, 175 pounds. Uh, 10 receptions. I think he got targeted like 16 times by Phil Dracovich. Uh Zay Flowers, another wide receiver riser. It just goes back to the whole thing. Like, as I'm evolving in this game of dynasty fantasy football, like, I understand how overvalued we place this premium on wide receivers because we're chasing Jefferson, we're chasing Chase, yeah. and we probably shouldn't do that. When if you don't draft Jordan Addison, who had, I think he had 50 yards, two short touchdowns. Two touchdowns, yeah. He looked fu- he looked good. He looked like Jordan Addison. I'm not. He had two touchdowns. Awesome. That's what Jordan Addison should do versus Rice. Um, but if you don't get Jordan Addison, like you can get a Raheem Jarrett, you can get a Zay Flowers, you can get somebody. Man, you're not getting Sean Tucker in the second. You're not getting Tank Bigsby in the second or third round, right? Like I'm just looking at the depth of the wide receiver class in 2023. 
<clears throat> Jane, I'm just like, bro, like, if I, if I miss out on one of the top guys, I want Boutte. He's my top-rated receiver. But I, I'm not about to spend the 104 on Jackson Smith and Jigba, man. Like, I'm just not going to do it, Jay. Like, I want the quarterbacks and I want these running backs. Like, I'm just not going to do it. And I'm sure there are a couple of other receivers that we failed to mention. Anaya Smith had a really good game for A&M. Oh, my God. To Did he ever? Yeah. like a receiver. Um, Anaya Smith, stock up for Anaya Smith. Uh, Josh Downs, we just got it. The issue with Downs, he's always banged up. There's always something with Josh Downs, man. It's always something. Always banged up. Get Josh Downs back on the field playing with Drake, man. Things should look good. Uh, tight ends, really quickly, we're not going to spend a ton of time on Debbie tight ends or 2023 eligible tight ends or 24 eligible tight ends. Michael Mayer, five catches, 30 yards, didn't do anything, but he yeah. looked like Michael Mayer. I know everyone's excited about Darnell Washington. He had that one reception. Like he had, I think he had two <laughs> in that game, but he had the one kind of highlight huge. reception. He, he's a massive, massive tight end. The one that I'm really excited about is Jatavian Sanders. The he was the like number one rated athlete coming out of high school, and a lot of people thought that uh, the the Texas coach, what's his name, Sark, Sark was going to put him on defense. But he's he's a he's a tight end now. I think he had like eighty something yards and a touchdown. Jatavian Sanders is next up. I think he's going to be a their best tight end prospect since they had a uh, Jermichael Finley a long time ago. A lot of y'all probably don't even know who Jermichael Finley is, but Jatavian Sanders out of Texas, very very good tight end prospect. Jaheim Bell. They still won't throw it yeah. to him. They just want to hand it to him and run the ball with Jaheim Bell. I don't get it, man. I don't get it. Any tight ends that stood out to you? No, I, I mean, outside of Brock Bowers. I mean, not 2023, but he didn't but even do much damn of good. And Bowers didn't even was do that, much of anything. There's was, there was that one dig route, right, that he ran where he yeah. was just running people over all over the field. But yeah, Darnell Washington, it's just, it's impossible to miss that guy. Eric Gilbert, of course, didn't play in that game. That's another thing to point out. Um, he didn't yeah, play. What, what, I believe what, what he was like, he was in a car accident. I didn't know. I that. think he was in a car accident or something. I think that's oh, what man. I think Bruning said that in the chat. Yeah, he was in a car accident okay. or something. It wasn't serious, but they held him out. And so obviously Darnell Washington got a lot of snaps. Brock Bowers played a lot. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know if you wanted to touch on Xavier Hutchinson, the wide receiver out of Iowa, Iowa State. Iowa State. Um, he he looked really good, he did. right? Eight receptions, 128 yards, three touchdowns. Competition doesn't really matter, right? Senior wide receiver, but 6'3, 205. And it's the battle of Iowa this coming week. So if he performs well in that game, he could be a guy who, again, could, could rise a little bit, a guy that you maybe get in the third round, fourth round. Um, again, he's huge, right? I was, Iowa State's known for those big receivers. Hopefully, he can be more the Alan Lazard and not the um, – oh, the name is escaping me now – the bust of the second round a few oh, years ago Butler. who went to Arizona. Hakeem Butler. That's the name, Hakeem, Hakeem Butler. Butler. More Alan Lazard yeah. and less Hakeem Butler <laughs> is what we're hoping for out of Xavier Hutchinson if we're making uh, school comps overall. But he did look really good out there. All right, next weekend um, was if there was anybody that we forgot to get on. I mean, we I tried to watch a lot. I mean, my Saturdays are consumed. I got like iPads, TVs, laptops. It was in freaking Spanish. I couldn't understand anything that was going on, but I'm watching it right. Um, it was a good. You know weekend, who did man. ball out though? We didn't talk about was Spencer Sanders. Spencer Sanders Spencer had Sanders, a phenomenal it, game. He looked man. good, man. I know it it's Central good. Michigan, but 400 yards and 50 on the ground. Yeah, six he, touchdowns. He looked good. It looked good. I don't Karen know. I don't know back. about NFL, but Spencer Sanders looked good. Um, week two, there's a lot of weak ass games this week. Uh, th there's some big, big dogs playing. Alabama, Texas, that's the one that you want to see, right? Arkansas, South Carolina, Spencer Rattler, KJ Jefferson, very good game yep. there. What else do we have uh, on tap for next weekend? Um, Texas A&M, Appalachian State should be good. Pitt versus Tennessee, you get to see Cedric Tillman. 
Watch that game. That should be a very good game. I like that one. Georgia will roll. Samford, stay away. Houston, Texas Tech. Tyler Shaw's out a couple of weeks. Cal's got two good players, man. Jeremiah Hunter and Jaden Ott. Make sure you check out those two players, but I'm not watching UNLV versus Cal. Not happening. Not wasting time doing that. Uh, what else do we have this weekend that y'all need to tap into? The big one, Kentucky well, versus Florida, in my opinion. I mean, Will Levis versus Anthony Richardson. If you don't have a hard on for that one, you're just you're something's wrong with you, right? Syracuse, and then USC UConn, Stanford, right? That one? Yeah, USC Stanford was the is the is the night game. So you got to tap in. EJ Smith did not talk about EJ Smith. He is a breakout yeah. candidate in my in my database. He is the son of Hall of Fame running back Emmett Smith. Looked phenomenal. Phenomenal for Stanford. USC's defense is bad, uh, but the offense should be fun. So that will be a nice test for Caleb Williams versus Stanford. Xavier Valade from Arizona State. He is on the watch list. Just watch Xavier yeah. Valade running back from Arizona State. You want to tap into that matchup. Uh, Baylor versus BYU. Uh, you know, we'll see how that one plays out. Mississippi State versus Arizona should be a fun, high-scoring affair as well. Talk Take about the over. overs. Holy Take shit. the over yeah. in that one, man. Take the over. Michigan gets Hawaii. I don't really care about that one. Um, but just kind of a Tank Bigsby, San Jose State, he should run through those guys. But overall, like I said, the big takeaway, man, um, Tank Bigsby, Sean Tucker, Bijan Robinson, Jameer Gibbs, Zach Evans. Those are your five 2023 running backs, and they probably all five should be drafted over any wide receiver, not named Kayshawn Boutte. Somewhere in that mix. <laughs> Boutte's still my one, man. I'm not I'm not wavering. He just needs yeah. to get it together, man. He just needs to get it together. Any final takeaways from you? Oh, shout out to yeah, uh, Mo, Mo Ibrahim. Mo Ibrahim. Good game. Had 130-something yards, good. Cody, two touchdowns. In the first half, yeah. Yeah. And coming off coming the Achilles, off the Achilles. Basically 12 months. Yeah. Yeah, do you Insane. do you actually? I think you actually miss USC completely. I didn't miss. That was it. intentional. Yeah, that, yeah. <laughs> I mean, they played Rice. The defense looked bad. It was shaky early, and that's Alex Grinch's defense is going to be bend but don't break. You're just going to have to score forty points to beat USC. I I'm I'm a USC fan. You see all the shit back here. I'm very critical of my squad. So it was fine. They did what they were. Caleb supposed Williams to. looked really good though. Caleb like was he, a fit. They did again, what they were supposed don't, to do. But again, he's playing in the system that he he's always known on top of that. They can say he's a transfer, but he's really not, right? He's playing in the system he's always known. But he did look really good, in my opinion. You know, I expected a lot because Caleb Williams is really – he's that dude right now in 24. But he did look pretty good. I just hope to see a little more out of Addison in more important games. But to your point, you know, we'll see what happens against Stanford. But they did look pretty good in that game. Cody, I brought up Jaheim Bell and why South Carolina just refuses to throw him the ball. Like, I just don't get it. They want to give him more rush attempts than passes. I just don't get it, man. I truly don't get it, Cody. Help me understand. What are they doing? Why would you not throw to Jaheim Bell 10 times a game? And they just want to, I, I don't get it, man. Help me, Cody. Help me help the people. Ali, man. Dylan Gabriel looked good. Uh, yes. Yeah, that's, I think that was, it was a good weekend, man. Those running backs in 2023 look phenomenal. We talked about sort of the five high tier players with Bijan Robinson being at the mm. top of that class. And I think after Bijan, Honestly, Jay, I think you can make an argument for Tucker, for Bigsby, for Gibbs. Like, I don't, I, I think you can make that argument. I don't know if there's any yeah. clear cut to that's what we're trying to figure out. Is, is Jameer Gibbs actually 5'10, 200 plus pounds, right? Like, where's Sean Tucker coming Maybe. at? We know Tank is going to be big. We know Zach Evans oh, yeah. is going to have the size. So it's going to be interesting to follow all of those guys, the quarterbacks. If you had to ask me right now uh, where I would rank them, I mean, it's. I'm I think trying. my question to you is Stroud. Is that has Stroud? Stroud is the one for me that I'm like, does he still need to be at one or two? That's 
that's my question to you and how you feel about them. Like you go ahead to give your rankings, but I really want. I don't your really take have any rankings. I don't know. I think I think it's a. I want to see it play out, man. I think it's a large. I think it's the race for QB one is officially started because yeah. Richardson. I think the world for the most part, a lot of people like knew the name, but I don't think they ever truly just watched Anthony Richardson play because you couldn't really like gauge when he was going to play because they were rotated him and Emory Jones and nobody was yeah. watching Florida. So I think 80% of people got their first true glimpse of Anthony Richardson a couple of days ago. And we kind of were like, yeah, like we just did a film breakdown over on the draft network, me and Damian Parson yeah. about Anthony Richardson and what we want to see from him this season. I don't think there is a one Jay. I don't think there is a one. I think there's a cluster of really good quarterbacks at the top. And I'm talking about from a fantasy perspective and from an NFL it's toolsy, man. You look at the Josh Allen's yeah. of the world. You like you look at those tools, and you're like, man, like as good as Bryce Young is. You know what? Bryce so that's Young the thing, right? Like, I th you know like what Bryce, Bryce Young doesn't have the do? tools, but what he's, Bryce Young can't do is grow four inches and put on fifty more pounds. Like it's just not going to happen. He's not going to yeah. be six foot four, two hundred forty pounds ever. He's six foot barely, one hundred ninety pounds is what they have him listed at. C.J. Stroud. Much bigger, but he's not. He's a mobile quarterback, but he's not gonna. He's not gonna scare anybody with his legs. No, you're, you're banking on him to just be a surgeon from the pocket, and I don't know if he's that. Will Levis, another one of those toolsy guys. Everything you're looking for: six three, athletic, cannon of an arm. But can he progress as a thrower? Right? Can he do that? I think there's just. I don't know who the one is, but I'm excited to watch it play out, and and just watch the maturation throughout the season. And again, nobody starts like that was a tough test for Stroud and for Anthony Richardson. They had by far yeah. the two most difficult tasks this weekend. Both of them passed their test. Anthony Richardson just showed a little bit of that that thing, that special thing that makes me so excited. And um, I just think it's one big cluster, man. Very good quarterback class. This is much different, much different than Matt Corral, Kenny Pickett. Malik. Like those guys wouldn't even... Uh, they wouldn't even be in this conversation right now with Not Stroud, Young, Levis, or or Bryce or or, C, or, or Bryce Young, man. Not even the same stratosphere, man. Shout out Ma Marshawn yeah. Lloyd who got on the field too. I just keep remembering names of players like, oh yeah, Marshawn Lloyd got on the field, scored a touchdown. Good to Trevor, see that. Trevor Etienne over Travis Etienne now yeah, in ETN the uh, Devin better Rangers. than Etienne. ETN True freshman, man, ETN. getting on the field is uh, if him and Anthony Richardson could be very dynamic, and you know a guy you want to look out for in some of those C to C leagues. He he was not projected. I actually took him in our in our C to C league in the in the rookie draft, and he was not expected to play at all. Yeah. But he looked explosive. He looked like an ETN. Yeah, right. He looked, like you know, an he, ETN. he looked like an ETN brother. Looked like an ETN. All right, people, been here for an hour. GQ is tired. We're probably gonna have to do this again sometime tomorrow, Wednesday night. We might. I think we're actually gonna do a Thursday wake up show for the kickoff of the NFL season. So we'll probably do a show on Thursday morning. Uh, appreciate everybody tapping in here this evening. We did have one super chat. Let's get to it real quick. Uh, Dotson or Traylon half PPR redraft. Traylon, easy. Yeah, Traylon, easy. Yeah, Traylon Burks for sure. Easy, easy one. Appreciate the love, man. Uh, Jay, way to hold down the show without me, but we're back, man. The NFL is here. College football is Glad here. Glad to have you back. Good good to be back, big dog. And good to see everybody in the stream tonight. Jasmine, it's good to see you, man. Good to see you, my girl. If you can ever wake up, join us live. Jay Peters in the building. Jimbo's there. Can y'all read me a bedtime story? <sighs> Maybe Ray, next you got time. any in the office? I don't I don't have any. Uh I've got I've got a book by 
No, it's no the art of respect by Jay Prince. Uh, you guys don't want to read that. Trust me. But I appreciate everybody tapping in. Um, y'all enjoy your Monday night. Watch the rest of this pathetic game, and uh, we'll be back uh, sometime either Wednesday or Thursday. Wednesday and Thursday. Y'all just subscribe to the channel. We got you covered, man. Football is back. Enjoy. We out of this thing. Peace. Thank <laughs> you.